0: Dear Lord, how we thank you that you are a shelter for us. You protect us and sustain us in the midst of all the dangers and challenges of life. So we praise you and we love you, dear Lord, and we pray that even as we share from your word today, that your power will be present, lives will be transformed, and we will not leave this place as we were when we came into it. The Lord bless us, make us a blessing, and thank you for your rich word that will be shared with us even now. In the name of Jesus we pray, thank God, and let the church say, Amen. God bless you, you may be seated in the house of the Lord. God bless each and every one of you for the privilege it is to gather to worship God together, to praise Him to receive His miracle-working power, and see the signs and wonders that only the Lord can bring to pass. And I want to welcome each and every one of you to the house of the Lord also. Praise God for First Lady Giovanna Ellison from Alabama, we're glad to have her, our former Secretary of the Diocese and Jurisdiction here, moved away and it's doing great things across our nation. Let's give Sister Ellison another rising applause. Just with Elder Ken Beach in Kansas City, I believe, last week somewhere. And lo and behold, he is with us on today. We honor him. We're glad to have him in the midst of the Lord's people. He travels all over the world preaching the gospel as the elder of the Church of God in Christ. Elder Beach, please stand again. Let's praise God for him. God bless you. We also praise God for Pastor Hartwell. You're so welcome to the house of the Lord. And let's give him a hand. God bless you. And thank God for our Christian education department, Doctor Oscar Owens and all the staff who work with him. Thank God we've got one of the foremost Christian ed departments literally in the world, and they do such a great job here at West Angeles Church, and I'm excited about the fact that very, very soon we will be all on one block, and Sunday school will be right back behind me, and it's going to be a dream, and we praise God for his blessings upon West Angeles Church and upon our people. Let's clap our hands to the Lord one more time. Thank you, Elder Charles Blake, for your mention of the Bahamas and the terrible storm that has occurred there. More than 300 lives had been lost as of yesterday. I don't know what the toll is now, but we are acting very quickly. We've already assigned a Gift of a thousand of thousands and thousands of dollars to our Bishop Hannah, who is our Bishop of the Bahamas and is doing such a great job. And we've shared that first gift that he can distribute it and use it for the blessing of those who don't have food and those who need various areas of restoration in their lives. But we're working together, and that's just the first small gift that we're going to give. We have thousands of dollars more that we're going to. Invest in assisting our brothers and sisters there, and we know the Lord will sustain them and keep them. Also, remember that next Sunday we uh, are not going to have our neighbors' Sunday, but we're going to have it a little bit later on. I didn't see the response level that I thought I needed to see, but we're going to talk about it again just a little bit later, and I'm sure that it'll be done successfully. Turn with me, please, to the Psalms, Psalms 25 and 15, Psalm 25 and 15, and the word of the Lord says, My eyes are ever toward the Lord, for he shall pluck my feet out of the net. My eyes are ever toward the Lord. For he shall pluck my feet out of the net toward the Lord. Would you repeat those words, please? Toward the Lord. Now this message is not so much for the people who think they have arrived. Not so much for the people who feel like they've got it made. But I do want to remind you that the Bible says, Let him who thinketh that he stands take heed lest he fall. To those who are willing to admit, I need help. I need a miracle. I need to rise to a high level. you're the person that I'm looking for. I'm looking for the one who understands that he's got some growing to do that there are some deficiencies and some inabilities in their life that need to be transformed and they need to move to a higher level. I want to speak to somebody who has problems. Ask your neighbor, do you have any problems? Who see unbridgeable gaps between where you are and where you should be. Who are afraid to really start out and do anything Great for God because of fear of failure and fear of defeat. I want to speak to those who are in the midst of a catastrophe and cannot conceive of the means of improving your situation. If that's your predicament, this message is for you. How many of you feel like this message just might be for you? Let me start out by saying that that in every area of life, you need goals, you need objectives, you need something that you can stress on and aim for. The book I read quite a little while ago, The Awesome Power of Goals. And when you have a goal, when you have an objective, when you have a focus, you're much more powerful than you were without that goal and that focus, and if you fail to plan, you're planning uh, to fail. And so you need goals, you need objectives. The compass derives its usefulness from the fact that it aligns itself with the magnetic force of the earth. The moon has its stability and predictability because it always keeps its faith focused on the earth. Always the faith of the moon is turn toward the earth. It does not vary in that focus and thus it is very stable in its existence. David says in the text "Mine eyes are ever toward the Lord. He shall deliver my feet from the net. Look at the picture. Is someone caught in a net but their eyes have focus on the Lord. And because he focuses on the Lord and looks to the Lord, he's able to get out of the net and take his feet out of the net. Some of you in this room have nets in your life and God is ready to perform a mighty deliverance before we leave this place on today. Look at your name and say, it may happen before you walk out of this room on today. Some of you are in nets. Nets of adversity. Nets of failure. Nets of unfulfillment. You just don't feel that your life is accomplishing what you wanted it to accomplish. Some are in nets of discouragement. There are so many discouraged people on the earth today and you really don't know the importance of encouraging. person. Some people are just critical, they're negative, and they never have anything good to say to or about anybody else. And to be around people like that is very discouraging. Listen, find somebody who will encourage you. Find somebody who will lift you. I, I don't know about you, but I need somebody to speak a good word to me every once in a while, and if I can get that good word of encouragement, it helps me to have the strength to continue on and to move ahead. Some of you are in nets of sin, nets of sickness, compulsive nets, boxes that you cannot escape, nets of negative circumstances, nets of hopelessness. But David in his net said, mine eyes are ever toward the Lord and he shall deliver my feet out of the net. I'm going to look toward God. I'm going to focus my attention on God. Not natural eyes looking, not in the way physical looking, but mental, spiritual, emotional focus of my life. I'm going to place that on the Lord. In my spirit, in my heart, I'm going to Reach out to my God and feed on and survive by those things that the Lord would provide in my life. Now, this kind of looking implies several things. Number one, it implies that you're putting your hope and your aspirations in the Lord. My hope is built on nothing less than Jesus' blood and righteousness. I dare not trust the sweetest frame, but wholly lean, On Jesus' name, on Christ the solid rock, I stand, all other ground is sinking sand. That songwriter had his focus in the Lord and when everything else was shaking and withering and when he was in the net, he had hope that God would bring him out and would work the miracle that he needs. Standing and hoping and looking to the Lord and having your eyes on the Lord is also to wait on God. The Bible says, even the youth shall faint and be weary, and young men shall utterly fall, but they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength, mount up on wings like eagles, run and not be weary, walk and not faint. And so to look to the Lord is to wait on him. He may not come when you want him, but he'll be right on time. The psalmist said, Lord, I'm going to wait until you work this thing out in my life. And listen, God can cook, and God has a pie that he's cooking just for you. One man said, if you want your pie in the sky, by and by, I'm not your man. But if you want it right now with ice cream on top of it, I am your man. But What that man did not understand is that you've got to wait on God and I just want you to know God has a pie just for you and it's in the oven now but if you snatch it out of the oven it'll be neither the pleasing to your eye nor to your taste wait on God he may not come when you want him but he's right on time how many of you know that our God is an on-time God (laughs) looking to the Lord implies that you are standing Waiting on him, it implies the direction in which you're going to go. The direction you look is the direction in which you will go and the pathway that you will pursue. Looking to the Lord is that you're concerned about his response. What he is responding, what he senses in you, what is he pleased with you, is he satisfied with your spirit? You have to look into the face of God and seek the will of God and the plan of God for your life. And so God encourages us to look to Him. He said in Isaiah 45 and verse 22, look unto me and be saved all ye ends of the earth, for I am God and there is none else, no other source, no other help. I said a moment ago that the direction you look in is the direction that you'll end up going and Lot the the, the nephew of Abraham was blessed because he was in Abraham's presence and he traveled with Abraham and journeyed with Abraham and his flocks and his herds began to grow and to prosper but one day Lot rather than looking to the God of Abraham started looking off in the distance and the Bible says in Genesis 13 and 10 that he lifted up his eyes, and he beheld the plain of Sodom. And then in Genesis 33 and 12, that he pitched his tent toward Sodom. And finally we find him not only living in Sodom, Sodom, but a citizen of Solomon. And, And so you've got to look in the right direction if you want to move in the right place. He found himself in the wrong place. But God in his wisdom says, save yourself from the trouble of looking elsewhere. There is nothing else. No one else can save you. I wish men would realize that it is only the Lord that we really need. Mine eyes, mine eyes are ever toward the Lord, for he shall deliver my feet from the net. Brother Jonah, prophet Jonah, disobeying the will of God, the way of God, rather than going where God told him to go, he got on a boat and went to Tarshish instead of going to Nineveh. But he was swallowed by a great fish and in that fish he tried to find out what was the direction to the temple of the Lord and when he found out the right direction to turn in his dismay and in his trouble, he said, yet will I look toward your holy temple. And God delivered him because he was looking toward God's temple and looking for the presence of Almighty God. Come on, clap your hands and give praise to God. So toward the Lord implies a continuing process rather than a completed objective. I've not made it, I'm not there yet, but I'm looking in the direction and for the will and for the glory of my God and I know he's going to deliver me and bless me. It designates the the direction of your movement. It asserts that one is moving away from the things that are not like God and moving toward the things that are like God. It eliminates the conflicting processes and conflicting objectives that might exist in our lives. And the Lord said, if I send pestilence so that there's no rain or famine so that there's no rain, or if I send pestilence upon the land, if my people that are called by my name, that are following my word, my will, if my people that are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face, then when I hear from heaven, I'll forgive their sin and I'll heal their land. Doesn't our land need to be healed? Don't we need a miraculous healing from our almighty God? Hallelujah, hallelujah. Praise the Lord, praise the Lord. Some of you have experienced instantaneous liberation. You've experienced deliverance and miracles from almighty God. Each time you've prayed the miracle has taken place. But there are others among you who discovered that long-standing habits of sin are not easy to break. You feel that you're in a box. Some of you who thought that you were free discovered that you are once again entangled in the web of behavior that you dislike. Somebody is struggling today. Is anybody in a struggle today? (laughs) Struggling. You're about to be captivated by circumstances that you cannot control. But I just came by today to tell you, don't you dare give up. Don't you dare lose hope. It's not over until God says it's over. Would you tell somebody it's not over until God says it's over? Give praise to the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The apostle Paul had an experience that's very relevant to what we're talking about today. In Philippians chapter three and verse 12, he said, not that I have already attained, I am already perfected, but I press on, that I may lay hold for that for which Christ has laid hold of me. Is anybody pressing today? The old folk used to say it's a press. Verse 13, brethren, I do not count myself to have apprehended, but one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forward to those things that are ahead. I press toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. Listen, that is the Apostle Paul, the, one of the biblical writers, a great man that brought churches into existence. All across the known civilized Mediterranean world and if Paul would say I'm not perfect I I have not arrived I'm not there yet then how much more should we look toward the Lord expecting that God will work in our lives and help us to reach that level and the objective that he would have us to reach Paul said I'm pressing I'm stretching I'm striving I'm reaching because I want to be everything that God would have me to be. And so he said, mine eyes are ever toward the Lord. He shall deliver my feet from the net. This is an expression of trust and reliance. Paul says, I'm leaning on God. I can't do this by myself. I cannot do it alone. The prodigal son, that young man who went to his father and said, I'm leaving home. Give me what you'll give me. I'm going out on my own. I don't want to follow your instructions anymore. And his father allowed that young man to leave and gave him money and possessions that he might have his inheritance. That young man went down into a far country and he spent his money on crazy stuff, on riotous living. And pretty soon the money ran out. After the money ran out, his friends ran out. And after his friends ran out, he had no support, nobody cared for him. Only a pig farmer sent him to his farm to work on the farm and feed the pigs, and he did not even get enough to feed himself. And he would have eaten what the pigs were eating he was so very hungry. But after a while, he thought about it. And the Bible says, but when he came to himself, he said, even my father's servants have bread enough to spare, and I'm out here dying with hunger. I'm going to get up and go to my father and say, Father, I've sinned against heaven and against you and I'm no longer worthy to be called your son. Just let me work for you, Father. And so he left the hog pen and started his journey. He was already starving, already hungry, and he was a great way off. It was in another country that he had to go to make it to his father. But he began to struggle on his way back to his father trying to make it and it did not seem that he was going to make it because he was so far from home but his father had been looking for him and his father saw him way off in the distance and his father ran to him he didn't wait for his son to get home his son might not have made it home but his father ran to him and embraced him and kissed him and had a party for him and put a ring on his finger hallelujah and that just lets me know if you can't get to God God can get to you but look unto him trust him rely hallelujah come on tell your neighbor if you can't get to God God can get to you hallelujah David said David said Man eyes are ever toward the Lord for he shall pluck my feet out of the net. What a strange picture. See this man looking up toward God. His feet in a net. Can't move, can't get out of it. A problem he can't resolve. But now he says, Lord, I'm turning this thing over to you. Jesus said, cast all your care on the Lord because he cares for you. And you looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of your faith. Hallelujah. If you look to Jesus, he'll bring you out. If you look to Jesus, he will bring you over. If you look to Jesus, he will do in your life what you need done. Looking to Jesus is where you must start. You've got to start right there. You can, after you look, then you also can call upon the Lord. God is our refuge and our strength. He's a very present help in the time of need. Looking implies that you're calling. And he said, call unto me and I will answer you and I'll show you great and mighty things which you do not know. Is there anybody out there that has called on God and God brought you out? change your life, and set you free. Come on, give praise to the Lord. Hallelujah, hallelujah. David said, he shall, he shall deliver my feet out of the net. So child of God, not only should you call, not only should you praise him, not only should you worship him, There comes a time when you by faith just going to have to step out. Lord, I'm looking to you. I'm trusting in you. I'm believing in you. Now by faith, I'm coming out. I'm stepping out. God has done the work. God has performed the miracle. It's time to step out. Tell your neighbor I'm stepping out of my limitations. I am putting my trust in Almighty God, and I know that the Lord is going to bring me out. All right, listen, I've got to close here. I've got to take my seat, but Simon Peter was in jail. He was in jail because he had preached the gospel and had done the will of God. He was going to be executed on the very next day. But the saints were praying for him and believing God for his deliverance. And while he was in jail at midnight, an angel showed up in the jail. An angel said, rise up, stand on your feet. Simon Peter could well have said, I've got chains on my wrist. I've got chains on my ankles. I've got soldiers standing guard all around me. Why should I stand up? Because I can't do anything with all these people and with all these chains. But no, Simon Peter did not respond in that way. Simon Peter stood up when the angel said, stand up. And then when he stood up, his chains fell off. And I just want you to know, when you stood up, you're a chain fellow, child of God. I want you to step out by faith and praise God for your deliverance. Step out by faith. He's able, able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all that we may ask our think. Come on, clap your hands. Give praise to the Lord. Give him praise. Give him praise. Let me say a word about Brother Jehoshaphat. Jehoshaphat was a great loving king that loved the Lord and loved the work of the Lord. And in 2 Chronicles chapter 20, verse 5 and following, Jehoshaphat had a spy to come to him and tell him I've learned that your enemies are on the way. They're coming to do battle against you and they are many thousands more than you have in your army. Jehoshaphat became a little afraid and he went to God and he talked to the Lord about it and he said in 2nd Chronicles chapter 20 And verse 12, he said, Lord, we have no power against this great multitude that is coming against us. Nor do we know what to do, but our eyes are upon thee. Hallelujah. The Bible says when they said that, then they began to sing and praise. And while they were praising God, The Lord set ambushments against their enemies. Their enemies were destroyed, and they gained the victory. God will set ambushments against your enemy if you will praise him and look unto him. Look unto me, all the ends of the earth, for I am God, and there is none else. Hallelujah. Hallelujah mine eyes are ever toward the Lord He shall pluck my feet out of the net tell two people He shall deliver me out of the net. Why don't you praise Him? Praise Him Everybody stand Hallelujah When you got up your chain fell off. When Simon Peter got up, his chain fell off. Hallelujah. deliverance is in the room. Your miracle is in the room. God is here right now By the Spirit of the Lord is. There is liberty. Tell two people you're free. In the name of Jesus, you're free by the power of the lord he whom the sun sets free is free indeed hallelujah I are ever toward the Lord he shall deliver my feet from the net. I see somebody by faith looking toward the Lord cast all your care on him because he cares for you and I said he's able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we may ask I think. I see somebody trusting the Lord. Then I see them stepping out of the net. Stepping out of that predicament, that challenge, that problem that overwhelms them. Stepping out by the power of Almighty God. Hallelujah. Lift your hand. And by faith, just take one step. Take one more. Take one more. And I, the ever toward the Lord, he shall deliver my feet out of the net. Come on, tell three people I'm free. I'm free. I'm free. In the name of Jesus, deliver your children. Work that miracle, Jesus. You arose from the dead. If you can rise from the dead, you can do anything. How many of you know Jesus is alive? And if he is alive, there's nothing that he cannot do. Come on, give praise to the Lord. Give praise. Give praise. Give praise. I'm free. Praise the Lord. I'm free.
1: No longer.
0: I want everybody who needs a miracle from God. Everybody who's caught in some kind of net. Everybody has some kind of net that's holding you back. The Lord wants you to step out of it by the power of Almighty God. The altar is open. If you have a need and you want God to do something in your life, Deliverance is at the altar. Step out and come down. Look to the Lord. Begin to pray. Begin to ask God to move on your behalf. Begin to praise him for what you've asked him to do. Begin to thank God for your miracle. God will deliver you. God will set you free. God will perform the miracle you need. In the name of Jesus it shall come to pass, it shall be done. Call unto me, I will answer you. I will show you great and mighty things that you do not know. Where the Spirit of God is, there is liberty. There is deliverance. Come praising God for deliverance. Come praising God for your miracle. Praising God for moving on your behalf. Some of you will be healed. Your sickness is healed. Your bondage, you're delivered. The chain is broken. I hear chains falling. I hear deliverance in the place of the Lord. When I count to three, I want you to clap your hands as fast as you can. Open your mouth as wide as you can. And again, praise God for your miracle. One, two. 3, three. set free. The Lord worked a miracle. Your body is healed. Your needs are met. Come on, give thanks to the Lord. Give thanks to the Lord. lives of your children. Thank you for healing. Thank you, dear Lord, for supernaturally providing. Thank you for lifting them up out of that box of temptation and distress. It is done. In Jesus' name. Remain where you are. Some of you need to accept Jesus as your Lord. You need to join the church. You need to be delivered from Your life and the life that you're living and that you've lived. And you need to be raised to a higher level. You need the blood of Jesus to wash you and make you clean. And you want to be saved. You want to be a follower of God. Is that you as I allow the rest of the people to go back to their seats? I want you to remain at the altar. If you've come and you have sought salvation, I assure you it's done in Jesus' name. But I want to know who you are. The rest of you may return to your seat. Hallelujah. Stand at the altar. Come to the altar. Stand at the altar. Everybody sing, everybody sing. He shall